Welcome to the Wellness Plus Podcast, featuring interviews with health and wellness professionals empowering you to take control of your health and happiness. Feel better, look better, and live better today by subscribing right now for new episodes every week. The Wellness Plus Podcast is brought to you by wellnessplus.tv and made possible by the generous donations of Psyche Truth Patreon supporters. Hi, and welcome to the Wellness Plus Podcast. I'm your guest host today, Dr. Tanisha Wards of Infinity Wellness Center, and joining me is Reverend Mary Schneider of Repattern It. Mary, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy practice to be here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm excited for you to share your knowledge with everybody on what repatterning is. So thank you. Mm-hmm. I've had the pleasure of working personally and professionally with you for over a decade, and we've sent lots of your patients, lots of my patients your way or our patients at the clinic to visit you because we firmly believe that you can't heal the body with also healing the mind. So I, I love that you can help support us in our healing journeys. And we're the only country in the world that separates mind from body, which is completely, I think, in, it, wrong when you're trying to heal. So why don't you start out by telling us what um, resonance repatterning is? Well, it's, it's a process for positive change that's based on f- new physics or quantum mechanics. And it's, it says that all matter is energy. So if all matter is energy, then everything has a frequency. So low back pain has a frequency. Diseased organs have frequencies. And even things like um, negative thought patterns and limiting belief systems, they all have frequencies. And if you can optimize those frequencies, people experience very profound dramatic change in their lives. And it's the, the interesting aspect of resonance repatterning is, is it's really fast. So energy is, is light. We're all energy. Energy is light. Light travels at 186,000 miles per second. So theoretically, that's how fast we can heal. Wow. Yeah. That's an that's theoretically. A, yeah, yes. That's interesting yes, because it's a fast process. So, what are some of the things that people come in and they're having problems with that you see in your practice day to day? Well, actually I see everything. Um because from my perspective, okay, behind everything that's going on with people, usually there's some kind of emotional mental, spiritual issue that they haven't been able to to uncover and that they're learning about. And the illness brings them to that learning, hopefully. And so I've seen people for, you know, from from depression, stress, anxiety, to knee pain that they can't get any kind of um, um, help with or... Um, Everything. I, I mean, just about everything. ADD kids, and mm-hmm. I, I work with, my passion is working with families, and I work with a lot of kids and issues like ADD and ADHD. And some kids, are, we've had kids come in that were on the spectrum, and we got them off. Wow. And, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a pretty profound. And then I work with people all the time on their goals and objectives, you know, they want to grow their business more. What's keeping them in the way of, of actually 
actualizing what are their potential for their businesses and things like that. So can you explain to us what the process is coming in and what, what it looks like to work with you? Is it a physical modality? Is it all just talk kind of stuff? Could you walk us through what a session looks like? Yes, I'd be happy to. Actually, it, it, we have some basic tenets, right? The first one is, is that everyone has an inner knower that knows exactly what they need in order to heal, right? And in what priority. And in, for every problem or disease or symptom or disorder that a human being has, there is a structure that's underneath that, that's in the subconscious, right? And we say, if you can find that structure, if you can find the structure underneath anything, you can switch it. And, switch, and, and switching that structure is important because that structure is the reason why you have the disease, right? Mm. You might get two women with the same diagnosis of breast cancer, but the reasons underneath it, the structure underneath it may be very, very different. This woman may be coming out of a, a situation that was where she was steeped in grief. This one may have a lot of anger. And we look for your structure. And since that structure is specific to you, right, the healing modalities that are necessary to switch that structure have to be specific to you and your issue too. So we use everything color, light, sound, music, movement, the Chinese five-element acupuncture system, mm. the Ayurvedic chakra system, EMDR, cranial sacral, all of, all of those different modalities, they're all available to us, and we are, as resonance repatterning practitioners, trained in all of them. Got it. Yeah. So, so our listeners may not all know about the five elements of, of the acupuncture system. Could you just break that down for us a little bit and sure. how you use it, what it is, how sure. you use it? We actually have different repatternings for all of this, the systems of healing. And we use a lot of, of the ancient healing systems. We use the Ayurvedic chakra system. And there's a whole book of repatternings on, on the chakras. Uh, there's a... For instance, there's a heart chakra repatterning, and there is a solar plexus fire chakra repatterning. And we have the woman who developed resonance repatterning. Her name is Chloe Wordsworth, and she's a brilliant healer out of Arizona. She is a trained acupuncturist. Ah. So we have a whole book of Chinese five-element acupuncture repatternings based on the five elements, which are wood, fire, Earth, water, and metal. Uh, yep. Okay. Yeah. So you also mentioned chakras. Can you explain what those are to us? Yes. They originated in the Ayurvedic healing system in in India. It's they're ancient and they're they're uh, remarkable in the in the way that you can apply them to our everyday lives today, five thousand years later. They're based on the uh, Vedic texts which go way back thousands of years in India and the system basically says that we have fundamentally seven chakras in our system and they are wheels of energy that spin at different sections of the body and they send the 
life force, the energy mm -hmm. of the body out to that specific area to make sure that that area stays in balance. So the heart chakra is located right here in the middle of your heart. And the hands are a sub chakra of the heart chakra. And we have chakras in our hands, okay, at the, at the palm of the hand. And that's all about connection and mm. joy and love and peace. And um, it's associated with all types of heart disease. Mm -hmm. I have people coming in with all kinds of issues that you could put a diagnosis on, but actually they have a broken heart. Wow. And That's they, powerful. It's very powerful. And they say in Chinese five-element acupuncture, uh, the heart meridian, when that's out of balance, one of the symptoms of an out-of-balance heart meridian is that people have symptomology that nobody can figure out, mm. that the medical community can't get their hands around so that they end up in my office because maybe we can <laughs> look at it from a different perspective, as you know. I love that. Yeah. One, in my personal experience, one chakra we worked on was the um, throat chakra, and I know that can cause thyroid issues, right, if something's going on with the throat Absolute, chakra. Absolutely. A lot of thyroid issues are due to the fact that people as children or, or, or adults had no voice. Wow. And they couldn't speak. It's about speaking your truth, right? It's about new beginnings. It's about being able... If you're afraid to go forward, the throat chakra is a really good thing to look at because it actually deals with fear of the unknown. Mm. So that once your throat chakra gets balanced, you can sit in the unknown and, and be okay. You don't have to know what's out here in the future, right, in order to be able to relax. Because fundamentally, when you're out here in the future, the problem is, is you're not here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're yeah. not present. So you have anxiety. Well, and pre being present is being empowered. Mm. So it's all about empowerment and empowerment issues and how to find our centers and be able to move forward and and with with love and and compassion and commitment and yeah. So when I've when I've been in your office to find where these people or where where any clients areas out of balance, you use applied kinesiology, right? Muscle testing. Can you That's talk correct. a little bit about muscle testing? I also use muscle testing in my office, and we've, we've talked about it here on the show. So some people may be familiar, but to others, it may be a completely new concept. Can you just break it down of when they come in, how do you find where to start? Well, the one thing about muscle testing is, uh, is it's been around since the 16th century. Oh, wow. Right? Chiropractors use it all the time and have for for you know, decades. And basically, um, it's a process where you can find out what's happening subconsciously. And so you and me right here in this reality, this is just one-tenth of who we are. Yeah. Right? Nine-tenths <laughs> of us is below the surface. We're icebergs. And in my office, right, we only deal with the stuff that's below the surface. The real problems. Where it's hidden. Yeah. And you, by virtue of the fact that it's sub, right? Mm. We can't get to it. All right? We're not privy to it. 
And so muscle checking is a tool that helps us access that. And, you know, um, if I had something, uh, if I, there's some salt over there, if I wanted to see if your body needed that salt, I would put it in your hand. Yep. And I would tell you to put your other arm out straight. Yep. And I would press on your arm. And if it stayed strong, your body wants it. But yeah. if, your, if your muscle goes down, goes weak, your body doesn't need it. And fundamentally, I think it's the autonomic nervous system. Mm. And that part of the brain is the part of the brain that processes, um, you know, tells the, the heart, tells the body to pump blood, the spleen right. to secrete bile, all of those things. And it's pro that autonomic nervous system is processing 3 billion bits of information every second it's the stuff we don't have to think about our body just knows what to do well i know it's faster than my brain yeah <laughs> right <laughs> mine too yeah so it's the things that our body knows what it wants before we do so it knows where it needs to be healed yes before we do it has to do with you know when if you want to run you've got all these muscles moving and they're all active relax active yeah. relax that's active relax same that's a great same concept way. yes that's a great way to, to describe, describe it, it there Good. We'd like to briefly interrupt this interview to remind you that this podcast was made possible by listeners just like you. Become a supporter at patreon.com slash psychetruth, where you can watch the video version of this episode and all our podcast episodes. Plus, you'll gain access to over 500 videos of exclusive content, including premium courses and behind-the-scenes peaks. Help us keep this information free by visiting patreon.com slash psychetruth. That's patreon.com slash P-S-Y-C-H-E-T-R-U-T-H. So have you seen anybody for things like depression or anxiety? Oh, man. All the time, right? Because those are the things that people live with in our culture all the time, the most, really. And... And, and particularly in these times, you know, the political situation, everything that's going on mm. in the world, people have that low level of anxiety running from that. And then they have their, their kids and what's going on with them. And then they have their own s stuff. So it's difficult. But I, I look at depression from a, a, a really different perspective than a lot of people do. Um, I have had spiritual teachers tell me that depression and we're you know that's too much for this conversation but yeah that's that depression is a spiritual crisis mm. right but i think that de the definition of depression is anger without enthusiasm mm. okay anger without enthusiasm yeah that's powerful so i think when you when you think about anger particularly uh, in women and in the South, in Southern women, it's not okay to be angry, mm, right? That is a cultural thing, isn't yes, it? Yes, absolutely. Yes, mm. you're not a good woman, right? Mm. Now, there's nothing wrong with anger. Anger is a tool. It has caused civilizations to make great changes. We wouldn't have had a civil rights movement without anger, right? Wow, that just gave me... Chill bumps. That's Absolutely. such a good point. That Martin Luther King was an angry man, and he channeled that into peaceful protest. And look wow. what he did, right? Wow. So wow. it's a great perspective on that Absolutely. versus just 
being ugly. You're a terrible person. And blowing and up. <laughs> yeah, just being ugly with your anger. No. Channeling it. Absolutely. Right. And, and healing it and looking mm. at what made you angry in the first place. And, oh, my gosh, when we find out, we go, oh, no wonder I was angry. Yeah. I have a right to be anger, angry. Yeah. Right? And then have compassion for yourself, and you can let it go. Right? And then the, the ultimate way of letting go is through forgiveness. That's the ultimate way of letting go, right? Yeah. yeah. Tough word. I, I truly believe having unforgiveness makes people sick. Absolutely. I truly believe. I've seen it over and over again. Yes. That can be the core root cause of all kinds of ailments. Absolutely. Stomach problems. Absolutely. Digestion. Heart. Yeah, heart, heart issues, issues, cardiac arrest, depression, anxiety, all Absolutely. of it. I I agree. I know when I've worked with you, the muscle testing, the way that you use muscle testing, you can get to the issue like that. Like you can say, okay, we're muscle testing, we're asking questions, what happened at age 8 or what happened at age 12? And sometimes you can get right back to what we call in our field a triggering event or right. a trauma, a traumatic right. event. What do you do once you find those traumatic events? Well, we do what we, what, what we call an energy constriction release. Because when, you, when that event occurred, your body basically went... Yes. Right? And mm -hmm. there is a constriction there, literally. And it's blocking mm. the flow of energy. And we want our energy to be able to flow. So we release that. We find out what the... What the emotion associated with that is and the negative beliefs that you that you decided based on those yes. and then we release it and we put something in there that's positive that anchors the new way of looking at it mm. and that's it's a very profound experience and it's basically you don't have to go through the whole trauma again to get to it. That's the beauty right. of the process, right? You don't have to relive it all the yes. time. Yes. So that whole process of finding it, releasing it, putting the good in, would you call that? That's the repatterning, right? That, that's that what repatterns. What, that's what we repattern. It yes. repatterns brain waves. It repatterns thought processes. It, it repatterns, repatterns your the entire f complete frequency of your body. So... Every system, every organ, every tissue down to the smallest structure in our bodies has its own resonant frequency. Yes. They all come together to form a composite frequency, which is us. Yes. Right? Basically, our own note. We all have our own note. I love that. Yeah. And so what we do is we take that note and we bump it up. And when ah. we bump it up to a higher frequency... Things that are dense fall away. And by dense, I mean, I am unlovable. Uh, there's something wrong with me. These things that we resonate with that are not true, but they, we decided about ourselves because of traumatic events. When you say resonate with, so you're, you're essentially saying when something happens, a trauma or a traumatic event or a triggering event, when we resonate with something, we believe that on a subconscious level. Would you say that's true? Well, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. There yeah. is a there is a, um, a a natural law. It's called the law of entrainment, and the law of entrainment says that we entrain with the frequencies of the people around us. Okay. So there was a Swiss physicist who uh, did an experiment with the law of entrainment, and he put twenty five pendulum clocks up on a wall. 
and they were all different sizes, all different rhythms, um, all different times. Tanisha, guess how long it took them for all to be swinging together? Mm, let me think about this. 30 minutes. An hour. An hour. An hour. So you think about resonating with, circling around, orbiting around an angry alcoholic parent for 18 mm. years. What do you think you have entrained to there? That's where the unlovable comes from, where people believe they're unlovable. And it's in the subconscious. Yeah. You don't know. You don't know what you imbibed from them. Yeah. Right? And that's what's the, that what is what the beauty of the process that we do as resonance repatterners is we find out what it is you have underneath there that you resonate with, okay, that you have no idea you resonate with. And resonance isn't about belief. Mm. It's not about the truth. If you resonate with something, sometimes I say, you know, you resonate with the statement, I am unlovable. They go... I don't think that about myself. Well, I, I said, no, but your subconscious has a percentage in there. And in resonance repatterning, we want you off 100% for I am unlovable and yes. on for I am lovable 100%. So if you're 10% on for I am unlovable, we want we that will show up. Yeah. That will come up. How can that? How can things like that come up in people's daily lives if they truly have some level of some percentage of belief that they're unlovable? How does that express in their daily life and their family and their work? It it it, it fundamentally affects every aspect of their yeah. lives. Every decision. That's the thing about the resonance issue is that all of this stuff floating around down here in your subconscious mm. informs everything we do. It informs all the decisions we make. It informs how we see ourselves in the world, how we see ourselves in relationship to other people, mm. and how we see ourselves in relationship to ourselves. And so there may be some of the depression and anxiety if Absolutely. you don't believe that you're a lovable person because of Right. Then this childhood. should be happening to me because I'm not lovable. Yeah. Yeah. And so then people move into an acceptance of what's happening in their lives that's uncomfortable and painful and, and may cause them to say things to people that they regret. They think they have to live with it. And, and that's the deepest sorrow yeah. that I have for people is that they think mm. that they have to live with these things and they don't. Yeah, and it can cause illness and it doesn't have to. Absolutely. What I love about your work is, like you said, it can be resolved quickly versus months and not that anything's wrong with that months or years right on the couch with a therapist necessarily which i think therapy is super important and there's a time and a place for it absolutely absolutely i've been in therapy absolutely. for 30 years i don't i won't go to a therapist that's not going to therapist right right there you go you got to see that's keep me. your you have to walk the talk you got to right? keep yourself clear right but not that there's anything wrong with therapies but sometimes it can just take so long to get to the core root cause of these belief systems because you don't you don't know it on a sub, on a conscious level it's all subconscious and that's where i think modalities like this that can tap into your subconscious are so effective Chloe Wordsworth, the woman who developed resonance repatterning, who is a brilliant healer, she talked to a couple of psychiatrists that said that 
We had gotten the core belief systems in like two se- two sessions that it that they had not touched in like five years of therapy with people. Wow! And I guess it was probably about ten, twelve years ago, fifteen. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I had a documentary filmmaker come in, and um, she was so blown away by the work that she made a movie out of my practice and gave it to me as a gift because she had been in therapy for years. And and the, the issue that we touched on the first time she came in, she had never even remotely gotten close to in therapy. That's so amazing. So she, she made a movie out of the practice because she really felt like people should know about this process. Yeah. And there is a kid, there's a kid a darling young man on the on the DVD who literally came in because of depression mm. over his father's suicide mm. that had resulted in a severe speech impediment mm. and he had to go to a speech pathologist every week and it wasn't improving so his mom brought him in and after one one or two sessions one or two sessions, just a couple. They moved, and he went to a new school. And the kids in the new school never knew this kid had had this severe speech impediment. It was gone. It was gone. That's amazing. Gone. Solid gone. So yes. he developed it when his father passed. That's correct. Wow. His father committed suicide when he was like four or something mm. like that, and he came into me when he was 10. And he had a, he couldn't say his R's. Oh. He had a severe speech impediment, and it went away. That probably affects his entire future. Absolutely. He never, right? you know, he just, these kids, these new kids he was in school with had no idea. Nobody made fun of them. It was just an amazing thing. That's amazing. Yeah. Now, you've mentioned before that you've worked with some therapists and psychotherapists and things, like oh. as patients. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. they they. Yeah, I have a this. I have a female psychologist who um she takes every <laughs> she takes every Christmas off. Like she Good takes, for her. She I know. <laughs> she takes she takes the whole I always work on Christmas because everybody's calling me going, Help, I have to see my family. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's gonna trigger all these things. Yes. But um she takes the month of December off, and her business always falters. And so she comes in every January, and we repattern her business. And she says, this is, this is her gesture, it takes off like this. The next day, the phone starts ringing. So that's another aspect of resonance repatterning that people love. I have, if you go to my website, I have a ton of testimonials from people who have improved their businesses by doing resonance repatterning. Because they're immediately just, they're getting rid of things that are holding them back. Absolutely. Right? On a subconscious level. Absolutely. And by virtue of the fact that it's sub, we can't get to it. Right. Unless we use some of these modalities that can tap into it. Yeah. Which gives you and me job security. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. So you mentioned a bit ago about how this work uses and, and is somewhat based off the five element acupuncture system. That's correct. Can you kind of talk to us about the different, because I also know a bit about that, yeah, Yeah. and and how organ systems are related to emotions, and this can tie together a lot of disease processes. Yes, I mean, if you start to study acupuncture, which is 
to me, one of the most elegant systems ever designed mm. in, the, in the human system, right? I mean, once you get into it, it's so beautiful. And, and the Chinese, the way they developed it, I, I, it's it's absolutely exquisite. I mean, I think it, it's like five thousand years old or yeah. something. And they, what they did was they they observed the world very carefully, and they broke it up into these five basic elements, which is fire, water, earth, metal, and wood. And then they went well. Human beings are an integral part of nature. We have all of these, too, and they broke up the human system. And so, for instance, the wood element is the liver meridian and the gallbladder meridian. Mm. And the liver, right, which I frequently repattern people, I frequently give them a, a liver repatterning because liver has to do with anger. Liver, livid. That's, mm. that's the origin of the word, Right. Wow, I didn't put that together. Yes. Livid. Yes. Wow. And the gallbladder is about resentment. And so when you start, somebody comes in with a pain under, you know, a gallbladder issue. Oh, the funniest thing is, is I'll have, I'll, people will come in, they'll lay down the table. I'll do my muscle checking, figure out what, <laughs> what the repatterning in, and it will be a gallbladder repatterning, right? And they'll go, I don't have a gallbladder. <laughs> <laughs> Big problem, right? If you've removed an organ, of course the... Absolutely. And they're like, why would you be repatterning my gallbladder? I don't have one. I go, that's the issue. The meridian <laughs> system is still there. The emotion, the Absolutely. resentment. That is so interesting. And, and, and in my office, we do a lot of physical work, as you know. So oftentimes if we put somebody on a liver cleanse or a gallbladder cleanse because they're having some congestion, guess what comes up? Angry they get resentment. Angry. They get huh. angry. They're on the cleanse. They get angry that they have to eat certain foods. They get angry they can't eat certain foods. They get foods. angry at you. Absolutely. <laughs> Their spouses at me, all of it. And then it passes. It comes up and it bubbles up and it passes. And sometimes they can they can find some of the subconscious stuff and sometimes not. Sometimes they need to go yeah, well, dig what, deeper. What is, what is so great about what you do, how you do it, is you go, okay, then you need to find out if... Yeah, you need to go to somebody like Mary and get some emotional yeah. work and work on the anger and let it go. Yeah, or we can never heal your gallbladder. Right. Your liver, you're always going to have, you know, a toxic liver, and that's going to cause physical problems. Which, co which costs a lot of money and takes a lot of time and puts yeah. people in a lot of pain. And pain, over time, leads to depression. And then you get in that cycle, mm. right? And, wow, I, I, on my DVD, there's a guy... Um, Oh, he's just darling. Oh, I, I just love him. Anyway, he he speaks about this. He's was very educated in the traditional medical model. Mm. So he has a degree in psychology. He's a personal trainer. Mm. He didn't believe in anything that wasn't, you know, traditional medicine. But he had this pain in his knee that would not go away. And he went everywhere. He went to an osteopath. He went to an orthopedic person. He did acupuncture. He did all kinds of things, and he still had the pain. So he finally came to me, and we re the knees are the sub-chakra. In the Ayurvedic chakra system, the knees are the sub-chakra of the earth chakra. Okay. And the earth chakra is the root chakra. It's at the base of the spine, uh -huh. and it's all about home, family, 
tribe, security, mm. stability, being able to complete things, being able to manifest things, right? Mm. Being able to feel secure in the world and the earth. It's about mom, right? Mm. And we Mother re- Earth. Yes. Mother Earth. Yeah. Yes. The, and, and the other aspect of the earth chakra is abundance and nurturance and being able to get nurturance from the food that we eat and from the experiences that we have and the books that we, we read, right? So living a full life, a yes. rich life. Yeah. Yes. And so we repatterned his earth chakra and his relationship with his mother mm. and the knee pain went away and never came back. Fascinating. The podcast you are listening to was brought to you by wellnessplus.tv a subscription service empowering you with everything you need to take control of your health and happiness. Sign up for your free trial today to watch the video version of this episode and all our podcast episodes. Plus, you'll gain access to our extensive library, including hundreds of follow-along yoga and fitness courses, massage therapy tutorials, weight loss information, guided meditations, educational health videos, and so much more. Feel better, look better, and live better today by visiting wellnessplus.tv. Fascinating. And people walk around with these mystery pains mm-hmm. all the time and these mystery emotions. I don't know why I'm sad or depressed or anxious, right? Like things are going well, but I'm still so sad. How often do you hear that? Well, because because uh, the other thing that, that um, underlies depression, I think, is unresolved grief, Mm. all right, which I think a lot of people, I mean, we have a, you know, everybody loses people, everybody loses pets, everybody loses a lover, all of this happens to us, and it creates grief, and our society doesn't do grief well. Yeah, stay strong, be strong. Absolutely, don't, well, the last time I talked to my mother about grief, she said, just get busy. That was, you just know. Just get busy. Just get busy. So get your mind off of yes, it. Yes. Don't pay uh, attention to it. Yeah. Right? Then you don't process it and you Grief hold it. Grief is, is, is God's way of showing us that we need to heal. Mm. All right? Which essentially all this stuff is, right? And, mm-hmm. and so grief is also, you know, unresolved grief is also a product, also results in depression. Right. And so people come in with immense grief and we start working. Grief is in the Chinese five element acupuncture system. Grief is the lungs. Mm. Right. And the large intestine. Metal element. And in the Ayurvedic chakra system, it's the throat. Mm. So we start working on both of those. And all of a sudden they become aware of the fact that they haven't gotten over Mm. the loss of their mother five years previously, and they won't let themselves revisit it. Or they lost a, a, a dearly beloved boyfriend who dumped them, yeah. and they never dealt with it. They just kept going and got in another relationship right away, mm. and it ended up that they got pneumonia. Mm. You see, I mean... the lungs are the, holding the, the grief. The lungs are holding the grief, yes. Wow. Wow, it's all connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You know, I mean, we're we're holistic beings, and that's mm-hmm. why when we when we get angry, right? We go, "Geez, I can't feel this anger." Oh, 
know what I'll do with it. I'll depress it. Mm. I'll take it and I'll shove it down. I'll compartmentalize it and shove it down underneath into my subconscious. And we're holistic beings. You can't do that. You can't compartmentalize stuff. And that's why when people go in depression, into depression because of unresolved anger, their whole system goes down. They're unmotivated. They can't yeah. get out of bed. They can't get, the, get themselves to do anything. They feel uh, inertia, right? Mm. And they, they feel really badly about themselves because of it. It's because you can't suppress a part of a holistic being. Right. And that's, that's, I think, what we do when we're the only country in the world that doesn't look at the, as you said, which I didn't know we were the only country left. I mean, I, <laughs> they, don't, they do it in Europe. They do yeah. it in South America. Yeah. They do it in Mexico. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Speaking of stuffing things down, a, a, another saying I've gotten from Chinese medicine is it's not what you're eating. It's what's eating you. <laughs> Right? Like yes. you're just pushing the stuff down and that's making you sick. Yes. And yeah. I think that if, if there was one thing I would really want people to know is that grief, this culture is hard on people with grief because of mm. a few things, right? Number one, people just think you should be over it. Right. Right? And so you, something traumatic happens and in six months you're still suffering. They're done with your suffering. Right. And the message is, hey, you need to be over this. Grief is a very individual process. Everyone processes it in their own way and in their own time. And you, when I tell people that, that, that are in the process of grief, I can see their shoulders just, oh, mm. oh, I, because everyone shoulds all over themselves all the time, <laughs> you know, and they're... <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> yeah. There's like... I had a spiritual teacher one time, and he had three basic tenets. The first one was, and, and this is how he lived his life, and I've never forgotten him. The first one was, take care of yourself so you can take care of others. Mm, big one. All right? Big one. Yeah, self-care, right? We all know. Especially as healers, we need to know this. Yes. And the second one was, never should on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> like, I should be over this by now. I should... And I should and not be holding anger about this. I and should. society telling you that, too. Yeah. You know, backing you right up, that voice in your right. head, you know. So, so, Tanisha, what's the opposite of should? I don't know. Can? No. I don't know. Yeah. Most people do not. No one really has ever, in my office, has ever known what the opposite of should is. And I didn't yeah, know I either. either. Want. Oh. Right? Want. So if I say to myself, all right, and I've learned over the years, if I say, well, Mary, you should, you should really go to this event mm -hmm. because you might miss out on something, la, 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 and I go, wait a minute. Do I want to go to this event? Mm. No. I have no desire to go to this and so I don't go. And it turns out the people that I was supposed to meet didn't show up. I'm always, right. always, always. If I should on myself and I don't follow it, it works out. I love that advice. And the third one is use everything to your advantage. Mm. No matter what it is, right? If it's a negative situation or a positive situation 
or a seemingly negative situation, wring it out like a washcloth and use every drip of what you can get out of that. To learn or to move forward or to take a hard left or whatever it takes. And, or to see another practitioner or to go work on an issue you, you thought you had healed. Yes. That's the other thing I think people should know. Just because you've done a lot of work on something doesn't mean <laughs> doesn't mean it's really over. I know where you're going with this. I have done work with you, with art therapy, with other programs, and I'm like, okay, when is it going to be done? I keep coming back to some of the same events in my life, right? Keep coming back. What well, I should be over this by now. Well, it's over when you're dead, right? Like, we may work on ourselves forever. Well, and, and then and so there's, we're, we're there's another big should, right? Yeah, totally. Uh, and, and the thing about it is, is that, you know, if, if, if it's not over, it's not over. We say in resonance repatterning that in any issue, you come out of it in a spiral. You spiral up out of it. So you get to a place where you... Get on a higher note of it, and then you go back in and you dip into something else. It's it is not this. It's not right. a linear process. It's layers and layers. Deep yes, sometimes. Yes, and it's always on an upward. As long as you take the point of choice that you have to do some healing work, it's always in an upward, uplifting trajectory. Because in this in the on this planet, everything goes for the good ultimately. And when you're not trying to heal and going upward, that's when you get sick. You spiral down into sickness, depression, pain, all of that. Yes. And that's where we get these crazy diagnoses of chronic pain or, you know, chronic fatigue or chronic whatever, right? This Anything is hurting. chronic. This is hurting. We don't know why. And it absolutely could be and, and oftentimes is a physical, emotional Connection. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I believe it always is. Mm. And I've never seen it. I've never seen it otherwise. I have a question for you. In our office, we're able to run things like serotonin, dopamine, GABA, you know, the brain chemicals, the chemicals that help with depression. You're happy, you know, brain chemicals. You're determined. Well, dopamine, the things dopamine. that make you excited and motivated and, yeah. and, and fall wanting, in love. Wanting to accept pleasure. Yes. Right? Dopamine, There's a we say there's a thin line between falling in love and chocolate. They both relief, release dopamine, dopamine, right? <laughs> so, and I believe that. Um, let me ask you this. Do you feel like these triggering events or these traumas that are unresolved, do you feel like the emotional can truly change the chemical in the body, the chemicals, your brain chemicals? Can I, they? I, absolutely. No question about it. Yes, yeah. I, I, it, ha- it has to do with, with our neural pathways, right? The more we have a specific belief system, the more our, our brain engages in it, the deeper that neural pathway gets and, and the, the neurons become larger and, and actually cut a deeper freeway for our thought patterns to go yes. down, essentially is what it is, right? And in resonance repatterning, we work on, we work on brain waves, we work on brain chemistry, we work on serotonin and dopamine levels, we make sure people resonate with having dopamine mm. or serotonin, because you can, you can take a pill all day long, right, of some kind of antidepressant or something that bumps up your dopamine level, but if you don't resonate with it, that's, that's a problem. It's, li- it's also like affirmations. Affirmations are great, but if you don't resonate with them, mm. you can say them all day long. And they don't change your brain pattern. Right. And, and, and the neural pathways don't 
they they get activated more. Mm. They get deeper. The neurons become larger. But when you resonate with, for instance, one of the things we do is we make sure people resonate with what they would have wanted to have happen. Because when you resonate with what you would have wanted to have happen instead of the trauma that did, you create a whole new neural pathway in your brain. Wow. Wow. And when traumas happen, I mean, I've dealt with patients that have said, you know, I went through a really bad divorce or a, a parent passed or I did have an abusive parent. And, but, but those major events, you know, a car accident and somebody passed, I, I've heard patients over and over and say, again, I've never been the same. Yes. My brain has changed. My, my Absolutely. My brain chemistry has changed. And so what you can do is go back and, and kind of rewire the brain a bit, and that can change things. That can reverse. I don't know if reverse is the right word or just repattern the trauma. So your brain now, instead of this happening every time something bad happens, now you can do this. Well, Chloe Wordsworth has done a ton of research on brain chemistry and brain function, and and we we include making sure that in most repatternings it'll come up that we actually make sure that you resonate with a coherent brainwave that is activated in relation to the issue that we're healing. Mm. Like it could be an alpha brainwave, say 6.35 cycles per second in the front, in our frontal lobe. We actually make sure that you resonate with having that, with having that brainwave. Or if it's a non-coherent brainwave, we make sure you don't resonate with it. Mm. So explain what you mean by coherent and non-coherent. Well, coherence is a whole. Co- if you're coherent, you're whole, you're integrated. Uh-huh. If you're non-coherent, you're the opposite. You're having um, an imbalance in your system or you have mm. activities or you discharge your anger on people or you engage in things that aren't, aren't healthy for you, right? Habits that aren't healthy for you. Non-coherence comes up in all kinds of ways. What mm. we want is a person that is resonating 100% with what it is they want to resonate with, that's coherence. And it's coherence is also about alignment, mm. being in alignment with your thoughts, words, and actions, Big right? One. Which is empowerment yeah. and being able to be present. Being present is the most empowering thing that we can do. If we can, if we can approach our problems from, from, the, from the standpoint of being present, coherent in the presence, Empowerment. I love it. Yeah. Empowerment. So a lot of the repatterning work is about empowering your mind, your body to heal and move forward. Yes. And it's about you. It's about you being the one who is is empowering you. Mm. Yes. I love it. Yes. How long have you been doing resonance repatterning? Uh, 25 years. Wow. Yeah. I studied it in 95 and I had a practice for about a year, and then I quit, and I came back in 2001, uh, in July of 2001, right before 9-11, and I've been in, pra- in, in practice ever since. Wow. In the same building. <laughs> <laughs> Here in Austin. Yes. Now, do you work with patients long distance or clients long distance? Yeah, I have clients all over the world. This can be done yes. remotely? Yes. Over I have phone. clients in, in Africa. Wow. I just tell them you have to do it on my time zone. <laughs> yes. Because I'm not going to get up in the middle of the night, right? But, yeah. 
Right. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. As long as they speak English, I'm not bilingual. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So the, they can be in person, but you can do the I work. Have, I have plenty of clients that have never met. Wow. I yeah, love that. that have been with me for years that I've never met. Wow. Yeah. That's, it's lovely. Really. That's remarkable. Yeah. So we've talked about the mind-body connection and things. What about a lot of physical ailments? Have you ever worked with people with uh, you know, other physical pains like headaches or migraines or anything like that? Yeah, I work with people in migraines. I have worked with a number of people over the years on their migraines. And it's interesting because <clears throat> I believe that migraines, especially the ones that are in this area of the of of the of the head, uh huh, the frontal I, part. Yes, I think that's unresolved anger, unresolved rage. Anger. Okay, because in every chakra, there's a triad circuitry in the body that runs like a figure eight, where the energy of that chakra flows, and the fire chakra, which is the solar plexus chakra, is associated with anger, and the triad circuit for the fire sh- chakra is. Thighs, solar plexus, and the head and the eyes. Mm. All right, and this across here. If they come in and they say, "I've been, I've been having migraines for years," I just think, "I muscle check. I don't know, but I'll, I will work on their anger, and they start to get relief." Wow. Yeah, for sure. And very few people know that the the chakra system is fascinating. I mean. So is the meridian system, just from kind of fun little details like they're, <clears throat> they're, um, they're all associated with a color. Color therapy is integrally involved with these systems. And the fire chakra is, is yellow. The sun heals the fire chakra. A lot of people that go to the beach all the time, they're really angry. Uh-huh. But each... Um, we all say we go to the beach for peace, right? Yes, yes. Uh, and, and fear in, in Chinese five-element acupuncture system, fear is the water element. So mm. a nice beach soothes fear, sh- soothes mm. anger. And interestingly enough, the fire sh- every chakra is associated with a finger. And, of course... The fire chakra, which is about anger, is associated with the middle finger. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> which is ancient. <laughs> I mean, some of this stuff is ancient. And at Christmas time, in, in the Chinese five-element acupuncture system, red heals the heart. Mm. And in the, Chinese, in, the, in the Ayurvedic chakra system, green heals the heart. So mm. you have red and green everywhere, and people feel great. And then the scent of fir trees... Heals the earth chakra and it's grounding. So at Christmas time, you've got the scent of fir trees and the green and red every bit, oh, that's everywhere. So interesting. And people feel great, and that they have no idea they're being inundated with this stuff that is actually healing. Fascinating. Yeah. So can you name the seven chakras for us? I don't know if everybody knows what they are. Sure, absolutely. The first chakra is the is the root chakra. It's it's at the base of the spine. The second chakra is the pelvic chakra, and it's literally where the uterus or, or the bladder is. Okay. The third chakra is, of course, the fire chakra, the famous fire chakra, which is the solar plexus, right? Kind of stomach. a little bit below the diaphragm in the stomach. The fourth chakra is the heart. The fifth chakra is the throat. The sixth chakra is the brow, and it's about being able to see and 
and mm. and being able to to um, it's about being a mystic. It's about being it's about intuition. It's about the brain, and then the crown on the top of the head, and um, they're all about the size of a fist mm. of your fist, and they spin in a clockwise direction. And sometimes, if you've had a lot of trauma and a lot of anger, your fire chakra could have could have contracted down to the size of the tip of your finger. Mm. Or parts of the chakra can be spinning in the wrong direction or, you know, all kinds of things can happen to them which cause physical ailments and emotional problems. In the organs, physical that ailments. That are associated with that particular area of the body, yes. Right. And emotions yes. around People it. who have tight shoulders, always up their shoulders up like that that's the shoulders are associated with the heart you can mm. you can they're, they're taking a lot in this part of their body and we work on the heart and the throat there the three the five lower chakras are associated with worldly things the two upper chakras are associated with more spiritual heavenly things so this throat chakra is also the bridge between the worldly and the heavenly supporting having heavenly things happen in our daily lives. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Mary, thank you so much for sharing all of this information about healing and resonance repatterning and how it can help our physical. If there is anything you just wanted to leave people with a thought of, what would it be? Well, I just want people to know that um, I'm available. You know, you, if you want to talk to me about this, you can just go to my website, which is repatternit.com, get the phone number, call me. I'm happy to talk to people about this. It's my passion. I, I don't really, you know, know about a whole other, a lot of other things, but I'm, but I'm, I'm um, happy to be a resource for people, and I deeply appreciate you having me on today. I really, I, it was great. It was fun and. And uh, I'm happy to talk about this anytime. Well, thank you so much for all your knowledge. And we so appreciate you sharing it. And thank you for your time today. I know you had to take time away from your patients and clients and be here. So we My appreciate pleasure. it. My pleasure. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And thank you for watching the Wellness Plus podcast. We hope you have a great rest of the day. The Wellness Plus podcast. Copyright 2018. Target Public Media, LLC. All rights reserved.